1: Welcome to Freedom Friday, everyone. Hello, hello,
0: hello, hello. And today is May 19th, 2017.
1: All right. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to Tony Lee Mm -hmm. and his family, his wife, Susan. And Tony Lee has been listening to the Kapow Radio Show uh, with Brother Marcos since 2013.
0: Wow, praise the Lord. Yeah,
1: and um, he sent us an email. Yes, yeah, a very first ti- nice email. Yeah, it's the first time we've uh, heard from him. It's, it's just kind of nice to, to hear from, you know, that unknown, you know, the unknown listener. <laughs> you know, we 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 try to get a target audience. I mean, I try to realize who the target audience is, even though it's kind of difficult. I do know the target audience um, for this show and for the Kapow Show and Brother Marcos. I do know that they're not the world. <laughs> I do know that you guys listening are a special segment, a small segment, and henceforth the the show is small compared to many other big conglomerate podcasts and things like that. But um, you know, our target audience is really a mature audience, and I don't just mean in age, but I mean mentally mature and spiritually mature people who have realized, hey, there's something wrong in this world, mm-hmm. you know, and there's other options and. Um, other, you know, people who obviously, uh, find that the mainstream church also is not giving them the word of God that they need, Mm -hmm. things like that. That's our target audience that, uh, basically it's, it's it's like talking to a, you know, a true home church, a true ecclesia, people Mm -hmm. from all around the globe, you know, gathered together on a podcast to learn something. But what we got to... Keep in mind, too, is that we need to support each other. And um, like our good brother here, Tony Lee, who contacted us. And one thing, you know, that I told him was that, you know, we're here to support you also. You know, you pray for us, we'll pray for you. We have to support each other because we're in this very last hours of um, history. Mm-hmm. I, I I have high expectation of that. I don't want to use the word hope because the English word hope means, well, I hope so. It's It's not so much that as I have expectations that were in these, these very last moments.
0: Yeah. I like that word better too.
1: Yeah, I, I do. Well, it's, it's more biblical, you know, where you have the, you know, it's translated, you know, the hope of glory, but it's more like the expectation of glory, uh, or the hope of his return because in English hope has a different type of meaning. It's more of his expectation of his, his return. So mm-hmm. you're expecting that you're not just hoping it's going to happen. And uh, it's kind of a subtle difference, but it, it there is a difference in the uh, in the language. So anyway, thank you, Tony. We appreciate the great email.
0: Plus, it's always nice to meet um, our listeners. It even is, if it's, you know, via computer, but it's I still very nice.
1: And go, hey, they're, they're real people out there yeah. and they actually are listening. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing. Anyway, um, so, yeah, and he had asked for the song I pour me out. So thank you for that. Yeah. And, uh, praise so we you know, we shoot that out MP3 very easily. Kind of nice. <coughs> uh, let's see. What else? What else? I want to remind people, and this is because I had a, an email conversation with Tony, but I, I want to remind people that on fifthhookmedia.com, F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K, media.com, that's our website. On the top there's tabs, and if you hit the tab that says teaching there's uh their podcasts is what they are they're podcasts that we've already done <coughs> excuse me, but I've organized them under topics and categories, and we have we have things on there like um you know aliens and chimeras mm-hmm. or um in time prophecy warnings, yeah we have all kinds of stuff, but we also have things like um self um expulsion of demons. Uh, healing things so there's there's a lot of stuff on there but one of the tabs one of the categories we have is biblical study on how to study the bible Mm -hmm. and we go through uh, hermeneutics and how to study the 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 bible correctly and uh, things like that with christian living so there are podcasts that we've done before but they're just organized um in this page almost like a press kit you know Uh, because if you go through our podcast, you know, it's hard to find one, you know, where's that, that they talked about what year, what day was that? I mean, you know, who knows? So they're kind of organized. Now, what I noticed on our website and I, I, because I'm not on there often, but what I noticed is that they want to charge me now to upload audio files before it was part of my plan and I can upload audio files. So I have audio files on there. Fortunately, those audio files that I already uploaded are grandfathered in, so you can still listen to them. Uh, But now I can't upload new audio files. And so I wanted to upload our Enoch teachings on our Facebook page also, so that everything would be in one place instead of everywhere. So if anybody's interested in the Enoch stuff, they can just go to one place. But I couldn't upload the audio. However, being... The slickster that I am, I realize that they still allow YouTube videos up there uh, for my plan. So every time we do a podcast, we have two platforms. We use Spreaker and we use Blog Talk. Spreaker automatically puts the podcast into a YouTube video for us. It's just automatically done. It's on YouTube under Fifth Hook Media. So if you have nothing else to do and you want to listen to it via YouTube, you can do that also. And believe it or not, we have a few subscribers and we have people who do listen to it on YouTube.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. And they've given us some really nice comments, but just kind of blows my mind because, you know, I'm like when I watch a video, I want to see a video, but it's kind of nice. Maybe if you just play it in the background and you're doing something, but anyway, it's an alternative way to hear the shows. So what I figured out is I can then link YouTube to, onto the fifth hook media teaching page so even though they won't allow me to add new audio i was able to put the enoch up there as youtube videos so we have the five enoch teachings there on the youtube videos
2: ha 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 that's
1: the way it works let's see i think i'm done with there so you have a scripture yes i do all
0: right let me go to my scriptures here
1: and i have no idea what the today today's title is but it has something to do with demons because demons are everywhere.
0: Yeah. They're everywhere and they are increasing.
1: Yeah. They're just all around.
0: Okay, the first scripture is found in Proverbs 10:9 that says, "He that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known." And then Proverbs 11:3 says, "The integrity of the upright shall guide them." but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. And Romans twelve two says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God.
1: Amen. Transform the brain. All right, before we get going, I just want to say where we're going today. We're going to talk about uh, another sighting Of this Mothman creature, Uh, those of you I'm sure are familiar with Mothman. I think it was in Virginia when he was first sighted. And there's a lot of documentaries and stuff like that on this this creature.
0: Mm -hmm. There was even a movie about it with uh, Richard Gere. It was pretty good.
1: Wow. did Richard Gere actually play the Mothman or a victim of the Mothman? No,
0: no, 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 no. I forget what he was, but I think he was a traveler or something.
1: Mm.
0: But it was really good. Huh.
1: Well, he's been seen again. So we'll talk about that and then go into a little bit of the history of that. And uh, we'll try to figure out what the heck that is. It's something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to talk about this dude, because the theme is kind of just demons everywhere. That's just the theme. They're just everywhere, increasing. They're just all over the place.
0: These are the manifestations. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Some dude goes into a grocery store carrying a human head and stabs the employee. Wasn't it his
0: mom's head, huh? I don't know. Was yeah. it his mom? His mother's head. Yeah,
1: uh, I did not know that. Well, happy mm-hmm. Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I think it was on Mother's Day.
1: Wow. See, got to be nice to your kids. And then, uh, this, these, uh, folks in India, you know, India, you know, they worship, I don't know how many hundreds of gods they have over there. Thousands, thousands of gods. It just, I don't know how they got to that point. You know, how does a culture get to that point? We have thousands of gods that you worship, but, um, they tend to do crazy stuff. And we're going to talk about this goat that was born that people are running to, to worship. And then the last story, um, uh, it, it seems kind of benign on the surface, but it's about stem cells and blood, but you know, life, you know, the Bible says life is blood. Life is in the blood. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the four things in the new Testament That was given to the Gentile church not to do, not to eat the blood. And it has something to do with the worship of idols and things like that. My Paul's opinion is that life is in the blood that you can get transfer of spirits through the blood. That's why you get transfer of spirits sexually, Mm -hmm. Um, exchanging bodily fluids, being unequally yoked and, you know, rata, rata, rata. Uh, And that was one of the four things is the eating of blood. So we're going to talk about that stem cell blood and what kind of life might be created in that yeah. kind of creepy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of the creepy. moth
0: man, <laughs>
1: the Just moth. Kidding. There you go. The whole thing's a moth man. And then there's not going to be enough bugs in the air for the <laughs> moth man to eat. So let's take a commercial break and then we will Return.
0: The Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fifth Hook Media, a digital publisher of eBooks. Fithookmedia.com has a selection of eBooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit FifthHookMedia.com. That's F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K Media.com. Remember, that's media.com F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K. Kapow! What's up, yo? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm done, you. Demons in My Marriage Bed from all online digital retailers, such as Amazon.com, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. Please do not be fooled that such things cannot happen to you. Rather, get prepared and become the spiritual warrior needed to overcome in these perilous times in which we all live.
1: we are back and Chicago 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 it's windy over there I hear
0: it's windy everywhere
1: yeah I was there one time like when I was 19 years old and really? I was traveling
0: yeah oh
1: yeah well you know I traveled with the hunters oh, I, was yes, that's right. the, you were I was all traveler. over the nations yeah I was all over coast to coast I <laughs> was a kid I was playing drums with the uh fabulous hunters happy hunters and uh I was in Chicago one time and all I remember about it, well, it was windy, but it was winter time, and there was snow up the yin yang. I mean, it was something else, man. Mm. But we were in uh, the city, the big city. And it was kind of neat. But I just, I just remember snow everywhere.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're traveling like that on the road, playing music, it's not like being on vacation. You don't really sightsee or anything. You just kind of eat and drink your coffee and go to sleep, play and. Then, Wake up in the next town on the road again. Mm-hmm. OK, this is got to be true because it's reported by on the Mutual UFO Network.
0: Yeah, they're very good at vetting these things out.
1: Established in 1969. Now, I did take this story and I threw it into Snopes.com. I used to call it Snoops, yeah but-, but apparently it's Snopes. Snoops. Oops. It
0: sounds like a verb. I it's know. Snoops down here.
1: It's snoops. Yeah. <laughs> so I threw it in there, and they do not have it in Snoops. So there's no disclaimer that it's not true, and there's nothing on there that says it is true. So if they, if it's not on there, like debunking it, then I'm going to assume this is true. I have no reason not to believe it's not true because. There's demons everywhere. Mm -hmm. Roger Marsh from MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, wrote that a Mothman-type creature is being reported in Chicago by three separate people. Okay, not just one, but three separate people over a four-hour period. Wow. I mean, that's pretty good. That is excellent. I mean, if you're a policeman investigating a crime and you had three separate witnesses to the same incident over a four hour period, that'd be a pretty good, pretty good case. According to these three witness reports from the uh, Mutual UFO Network. Here's what they say. They say the cases took place between 10 p.m. on April 15th, 2017. That's tax day. And 2 a.m. on April 16th to 17, 2017. Interesting times. 10 Mm p.m. to 2 a.m. We know that the satanic altars are opened at 12. Right. Please be aware of all case details until an investigation is completed. At this point in the investigation, a hoax cannot be ruled out. That's for MUFON. Mm -hmm. Let's see what they say. They gave it case number 83325. (laughs) That's the case number. The witness was out on Lake Michigan with her husband and two other couples. And they were celebrating a friend's birthday. Oh, okay. Here's what she says. Quote, we were about two miles out on the lake just off of Montrose at about 10 PM. Mm-hmm. We were, we were enjoying ourselves when I happened to look up and saw what looked like a giant bat. And not like a fox bat, which I looked up and saw was the biggest bat. Mm. This bat was as tall as my husband, who was six foot four, or even bigger. She mm. says it was a solid black color with eyes that seemed to reflect the moonlight.
2: Mm.
1: Interesting statement. I mean, instead of saying you know, the eyes just reflect, but it reflected the moonlight. This bat was blacker than the surrounding night sky. It was perfectly silhouetted against the moonlit sky. This bat circled the boat three times in complete silence before heading off towards Montrose. It quickly blended into the night sky and was gone in seconds. Wow.
0: So it's pretty fast, too.
1: Yeah. And you know, big. Could you imagine a bat over six foot tall flying around over your head?
0: Mm. That would be freaky. I wouldn't yeah.
1: About five minutes after seeing the creature, the same witness saw a bright green object traveling north to south on the horizon. Hmm. It was not a plane as it was brilliant green and was moving slowly across the horizon. If I had to estimate, it was about two miles from our position. After the object was out of sight, we sat there looking around in stunned silence. I began feeling this overwhelming sensation of dread. Mm. And See, t-
0: just like the when people spot UFOs, yeah, they just most of them have that feeling of fear and dread. And-
1: yeah, there's a there's a really mm. a high emotion that goes with it, which is um, which is pretty indicative, you know, that it really it gets your uh, uh, your emotions up, you know, and fear and things like that. So it kind of tells you where it's from. Mm-hmm. So she tells her husband, she says, uh, that I felt that it was prudent that we get off the water as quickly as possible. I tried to get a picture of the thing as it circled her boat, but all I got was black.
0: Huh, that's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. 30 minutes later in case number eight, three, two, four, three, the witness was quote, hanging out with my boys and a few friends in Chicago at 10:30 p.m. This is another witness 30 minutes later. As we talked about work and our families, we heard what sounded like a bird flapping its wings. One of my homies yelled out that he saw a huge lachuza over by the road. That must be slang. A lachuza is a Mexican urban legend of or myth about an old woman who can turn into a giant black bird.
0: Ew. Lachusa. Have you ever heard of that?
1: No, I haven't. I've not heard of the Lachusa. Mm. We walked over there and I saw what looked like a big owl. As we walked up on it, this owl stood up on two feet and looked right at us. We saw what looked like a huge Lachusa, except it was about six feet tall and really big. Mm. It had large glowing red eyes that were completely freaking everybody out. We all yelled and this thing took off into the air and took off toward North Avenue. This thing freaked us all out and scared all of our kids. I mean, you know what? It doesn't sound hoaxy to me. Mm -mm. I mean, these sound like, I mean, you could tell by the way this person's writing and stuff. You know, they're out there partying and, you know. Right. Um, yeah, why, why would you, why would all of you make all this stuff? I don't know. These are three reported cases, but obviously there are more witnesses because there were other people with all these people. The first one in the boat, there was four of them. Mm-hmm. So there was three other people that saw this. And now you have other people and kids who see it, but they're just, these are just three reports,
0: right?
1: Here's the third and last report. It's case number eight, three, two Oh six. And this was at 2am on April 16th. So all within... The same four hour period. This person says I arrived for work at 2 a.m. at the Chicago International Produce Market just off Damon. Mm -hmm. And I walked across the parking lot. A bunch of guys, four or five guys were staring up at the sky. I looked up and saw the biggest freaking owl I've ever seen. I'm six foot two and I'm guessing this thing was at least a foot taller than me. It was completely black, except for it having bright yellow, reddish eyes like a cat.
0: So the descriptions are very similar.
1: Yeah, they're exactly, you know, like a bat or an owl over six foot. They got Mm -hmm. the glowing eyes. right? Same thing. So obviously, once again, this is a third report, but there was four or five other guys looking at it before he got there. So there's many reports of this. The witness described the creature Here's what he said. It stood there for a minute or two, staring at everyone before shooting up into the sky and disappearing. It made everyone feel very uneasy and only took off after some guys threw some rocks at it.
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) Only in Chicago, right? Hey, let's go lick it. It had wings on it like an owl, only bigger. And you could hear it flap those wings when it took off. It made this sound as it took off and flew away. That sounded like a truck's brakes when they are burned out. It flew up and flew a wide circle, making that sound once more, and then flew off in the direction of Stevenson Expressway. We stood around and looked for it for a few minutes, but it never came back. I'm reporting this because there is no way this was an owl. It stood upright like a man, just really, really tall. I don't want to discuss this with anyone and would prefer to remain anonymous. I don't imagine anyone would believe me anyway. One of the guys I work with who saw the thing said that it made him feel very uneasy, like a scared kid, and he was glad someone threw a rock and made it fly away. Mm. Now, a little history is that the Mothman creature comes from West Virginia folklore. There's a legendary creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area area from November 12, 1966 to December 15, 1967 almost a year
0: that's that from that came from that movie yeah
1: yeah that's exactly what what it is the first newspaper report was published in the point pleasant register it dated november november 16th 1966 it was titled couple sea man sized bird creature something the mothman was introduced to a wider audience by gray barker in 1970 and later popularized by John Keel in his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, mm. claiming that there were supernatural events related to the sightings and a connection to the collapse of the Silver Bridge. Yeah. Wow.
0: See, I think that's what, um, what's his face, um, Richard Gere played. I think he played that newspaper guy. Oh, you know, the, okay. The reporter.
1: Yeah. Wow. What's kind of interesting is I think some of these witnesses, you know, when you you look at what they said, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't believe they they all have heard about this, um, you know, creature or saw the movie or documentaries or Mm -hmm. anything like that. But yet they're describing it to a T.
0: Yeah.
1: To a T. In fact, not one of them in the report said it was just like that movie I saw with Richard Gere 20 years ago, you know. Right. It sounds like a lot of these people might be a little younger. You know, they're still working. That's for sure. Yeah. Some of them are partying, you yeah. know, s- seeing, you know, Mexican lachugas in the air or whatever. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, they're, they're definitely a lot younger than we are. And we were in around, around the 60s.
1: Yeah. Uh, when I went to Snopes.com to see if this was true, they had nothing on the Chicago Mothman Sightings. What they did have was something uh, dated November 20th, 2016. And it said Mothman about town. A man who wished to remain anonymous claimed to have snap pictures of Mothman, the legendary West Virginia flying monster. And there's pictures of it. There's grainy pictures of a dark sky of a humanoid figure with big old wings. It's huge. Hmm and the claim was that a man in point pleasant west virginia caught the legendary mothman on camera so it's back in uh you know west virginia their rating has a big question mark that says unproven so they can't prove it they can't disprove it okay they can't prove it and they can't disprove it it's just a claim and here's what it says on The 20th of November, 2016, an unidentified man allegedly captured images of what he believed to be the Mothman, a flying humanoid monster that gained fame for terrorizing the West Virginia town of Point Pleasant in the mid-60s. The photographer gave the picture to local news station WCHS, Mm. claiming he took them while driving on State Route 2. The station aired the pictures. In a 21st November 2016 report, the images are grainy and show the silhouette, the silhouette of a two-legged winged creature flying around treetops. treetops. Um, and then it goes on and talks about the Mothman being part of local folklore Point Pleasant and being associated with that silver bridge over Ohio that collapsed mm, mm-hmm. and it killed dozens of people. And so the residents believe that the sighting of a Mothman is a bad omen. Right. It's a bad omen. Mm-hmm. While the Mothman legend has become a national security, a curiosity and tourist attraction, early news reports on initial sightings suggest authorities believed it was an unusual-looking bird. <laughs> yeah, it's a bird, a six-foot... Yeah, it happens all the time. Six-foot black bird with glowing eyes. Uh-huh. Around the time it was first spotted, then Mason County Sheriff George Johnson said the creature was likely a city pokey, a type of heron, a heron, a bird. <laughs>
0: Yeah, bird with Chinese lantern.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese lantern and swamp gath. <laughs> well, he's an elected official. He's a he's a county oh. sheriff. He's elected. He's a bonehead. Yeah, uh, let's see.
0: But you know, the um in that article that we were had read from, uh-huh. there was some comments where this one lady said that her daughter and some of her friends had encountered um something like this a few years ago in a place called Schoenberg. Really? Yeah. And somebody else said that um, it was said (sighs) to have been an an ominous creature that was sighted in the skies in New York City right before 9-11 terrorist attacks. Wow.
1: I never heard that one.
0: No. And um, somebody else had said something where um, this person, she saw this um, creature in Adams, Nebraska in 1996 by her house. See, so, these
1: are people who, who didn't report it to MUFON. on. And like we were discussing earlier, there's a lot of people that see stuff and they don't know what to do with it or they're embarrassed or no one's going to believe them anyway. They don't automatically think, huh, I think I'm going to contact the, the mutual UFO network and just report this.
0: Yeah, in fact, there is somebody on this that made a comment that, well, when you do see something like this, who do you contact? And,
1: yeah, you, know, you can't call the cops, you know. I mean, we had a similar incident here uh, last week, where one of our neighbors was was in their patio, and these these are neighbors that I mean we don't know real well, but the guy's like real level headed, mellow, mature dude, mm-hmm. and she's a really nice gal. Um, they, they're just normal people, for all intents and purposes, and apparently they were out in their patio and they have a view of the mountains and they were looking out. This is what eleven o'clock at night. Yes. They have a view of the mountains and they see, uh, what is described as a classic saucer UFO Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they watch it hover, uh, there for, for half an hour in, in the mountain area so much. So they had time to get binoculars and look at it through binoculars
0: and an iPad, right? And yes.
1: And she got her iPad out and started filming it digitally recording this thing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with an iPad for a half an hour. They said it finally, it had, um, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it was circular, like a soft of shape. And it, it had these um, red light, red and orange lights that started circling, like spinning, and then it took off. These people were so upset that they notified our neighbors next door to us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, because our neighbors next door, they, they saw something years ago on, on when they had a farm in South Dakota. And so I guess they had, you know, at least, hey, I can talk to somebody. So mm-hmm. they told them and um, then those neighbors told us. So we never talked to the original neighbors. Our, our next door neighbors told us. And now the uh,
0: lady also, when she went to go retrieve whatever she filmed, the creature or the thing wasn't there. It yeah, was, it was
1: blank. Mm-hmm. All she got was dark night sky. It did not record on the iPad.
0: Yeah.
1: Very interesting.
0: Um, yeah, we have yet to talk to them about we it. We have yet but... to
1: talk to them. Apparently, they were very upset. Um yeah. fearful. I mean, and very fearful. And really, uh, really emotive about it. Uh, so anyway, this neighbor came over to, to talk to us, the weirdos, about it. <laughs> because they know we're weird. And we talk about stuff like that. And uh, we had the opportunity to explain to, to her um, some biblical passages and things like that. But... The, you know, one the the reason why I talk about this, one of the things she had mentioned is, well, who do you call on something like this? They should have called somebody, the police or the fire department. Well, see, that would be worthless. You know, they, they're not going to do anything. But, um, you know, so no one's thinking about, oh, we should report this. So here's here's a sighting that happened, but it goes unreported. So no one knows, uh, you know, so I think there's probably a whole lot more going on. And of course, you don't know about it because not everybody's a, a weirdo. You know, watching weird videos on YouTube, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like you, Miss Capel, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So the Mothman, what is it? Well, you tell me. More than likely, it's an interdimensional being, <laughs> and they are signs. It's signs of the times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's signs of the times. You know, whether whether hey, that means a bad omen's going to happen. Stuff's bad happening all the time, but we do know it's not natural. It's not normal. It's not something from God. People don't feel great fear from things of of God. No. So it just shows the uh, the portals are open. They've they've been open for a while, um, and there's more and more things coming through. And the stuff that's now f- you know going to face humanity is going to be quite incredible. Yuck. Yeah. Scary. Well, let's move on. That was a long time on the Mothman. <clears throat> a long time, Ms. Capel. Yep. Let's talk about this uh this man in Oregon with the severed head. Did you see the picture of this guy?
0: Yeah, he looked pretty Look at the demonic. picture <laughs> of
1: Joshua Lee Webb. Oh my lord. You want to see a demon in a flesh suit? Yep. Look at this man. Classic. His left eye is huge and his and his eyeball is looking up like at the camera.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: His right eye is semi-closed, and his pupil is looking at another direction. I yeah. mean, it's it's eh, classic.
0: Yeah, and I've got that stomach thing going on. <sighs> yeah, this guy
1: out. is full yep. of evil. Full of evil. It's, uh, it's really just a demon inhabiting a flesh suit. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. This is in Estacada, Oregon. A man covered in blood holding a knife carrying his mother's severed head walked into a grocery store and stabbed an employee Sunday afternoon. Wow, that was Mother's Day. Yeah, no what I'm saying. Holy moly. The 36-year-old uh, dude was arrested for stabbing and for killing his mother, who was 59 years old. Uh, he killed the mother at the home about 10 miles away before the incident at the grocery store. Sunday's Grizzly episode first came to light when the suspect walked into the harvest market at 2.15 p.m. in the afternoon. One person says, I was uh, watching the basketball game and I heard all these sirens go by. So I opened up the window and I seen all these cops flying in and all the ambulances and seen one person getting carried out of a stretcher. Once inside the store, this dude stabbed an employee, Michael Wagner, who was flown to a hospital. Uh, And he's expected to survive at this point. Mm -hmm. Other employees at the store tackled this dude. Good for them. And they held him down until police arrived. Uh, He was taken into custody and then taken to a nearby hospital for evaluation. Mm -hmm. So you think he might be a little nuts? I don't know. But I do know he has demons because you just don't walk around with your mother's severed head. And then go kill other, stab other people. Mm -mm. All right. So
2: that's, a, that? demon, that's for a demon. Sure.
1: That's a demon. That's really not much difference than the Mothman, except the Mothman didn't harm anybody, did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's really it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, it's still demons manifesting themselves.
1: Yeah, it is. All right, next story is...
0: The Cyclops goat.
1: This is terrible. It's terrible because, yeah, all I'm right. a, you know, we're, we're animal lovers. And the thing is, this thing is born and it's all genetically mutated and screwed up. It doesn't have eyelids or eyelashes. Yeah, it's, it's so sad. Ugh. You know, there's sunlight and dust going to get in its eye. It's, it's going to go, bl- it's going to suffer. It's suffering so bad. And instead of putting it down out of its misery, these idiots do something totally different. It's a Cyclops goat. There's pictures of it. Um, You can Google it or go to our Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media, our Facebook page, and you can see pictures of this thing. It's a Cyclops goat, and it was born with one eye. And guess what the villagers in India are doing? Worshipping it. They're worshiping it as a god. I don't know what's wrong with these people. I really don't. I I have. Well, I do. I do know what's wrong with them. (laughs) They're serving the wrong god. You know, I do know what's wrong with them, but it's just, human-wise, it just boggles my mind. Mm -hmm. What are are you thinking? So sad. It's a baby goat's been born with one eye. It's been hailed a miracle. You should see this thing. It's just a freak. It's just a genetic freak. Some villagers believe the goat that was born in Assam in India is sacred. They've begun to worship it after it was born a week ago. The vets predicted that the goat... Which also only has one ear would die within a few days, but it's defied the odds so far. Hopefully nature will take it. Yeah, it'll, it'll take it home because in God's uh, mercy on that's that bad. baby. People yeah. have been visiting a village to see the kid which suffers from a condition seen in other animals, including horses, pigs, cows, and cats. The condition which causes the defect is called cyclopia. It occurs when the two hemispheres of the brain do not separate. Really, I've never heard of cyclopia. No, have ever seen a cat or a dog or a horse with it. But according to these people, it happens all the time. So why worship it then? If it's, if it's so common, why worship it? Mm. This leads to the formation of a single central cavity with one eye or sometimes partially fused to two separate eyeballs. The eyelashes and eyelids are absent as in any true, and there's no true nose. The goat's owner owner said, I was shocked. It's like a miracle. And people have been coming to our place to see this baby goat. Why would you consider this a miracle instead of a mishap? I
0: know it. Because it survived. Yeah, I don't get it.
1: Okay. It's my responsibility to take care of the baby goat. I've been feeding him like a normal goat. It might be something from God, G-O-D, that the baby goat was born in our house. I love that. They don't say what God but what God he's serving. But obviously, this Indian man does not serve Yahweh. Mm-mm. Of the Bible, but it might be something from God. Let's just insert Satan there. It's been born in our house. He also believes the birth of the kid will bring luck to his home. And there you have it. That's why he's keeping around. So many people are coming to our place to see the baby goat. We are happy that it, it's making us famous.
0: Mm, there you go.
1: There you have it. And I'm sure they're probably paying a little bit of money to him. So they can uh, worship and pray with it. Right. Stupid human, stupid people. So, you know, there's two things bad in that story. You have an innocent animal, and then you have a demon-possessed man in a demon-possessed village worshiping demons. Demons everywhere. Okay. Is this the end of blood donations? Because scientists are close to unlimited supply of blood. From where?
0: Stem cells. Stem cells. See, I always knew that was going to be bad. It is. Now, what's interesting
1: is, you know, you keep hearing about stem cells, stem cells, you know, and you know, taking them from aborted babies and mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And, uh, I mean, just a year ago, this was like some science.
0: Science fiction. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was more like science fiction. It really hadn't come to any kind of fruition. Well, just today at the gym, I'm talking to an a, a man who's, I don't know, how, how old is Barry? Oh, 70. He's in his 70s. And so um, we were talking about his wife, and his wife had just had uh, some, you know, quarter core zone shots or whatever. I don't know. in in her knee. And so he was talking about, she doesn't want to do surgery and this and that. And then he started talking about stem cells. And he goes, one of the things they offered her was to do some, some surgery or some deal with stem cells. Now this lady's in her seventies, right? Mm -hmm. And he says, but our understanding is that no new tissue actually grows or no new muscle or nothing actually grows but they inject the stem cells or do something, but it's supposed to. And he says, it's like $3,500 per treatment <laughs> and insurance doesn't cover it. And so anyway, I was like, well, that's a no brainer that you don't do that. <laughs> you yeah. know. And, um, but what got me is that he's in the seventies, she's in the seventies and they're talking to him about stem cells. Mm-hmm. Like it's a nothing deal. It's yeah. just the normal medical practice now. But I remember a year ago when this stuff came out, they're talking about stem cells from aborted fetuses and things. Mm -hmm. This was, this was something of science fiction. And now here it is. You're offering 70 year old, uh, a lady, a stem cell, um, you know, treatment, treatment for, for her niece. It's, it's common for $3,500. Oh, and then he also told me if they use her own stem cells, if you get to own stem cells from your own body, it's like $1,700 a treatment. But if they have to get stem cells somewhere else it's like $3,500. Wow. Expensive aborted babies. Blood donors may no longer be needed in the future this article says and this is from the telegraph science. Mm. So it has to be true. Can't be fake news. They may no longer be needed in the future after scientists showed that it was possible to create blood from stem cells. Wow. It was a 20-year project. It could pave the way for an unlimited number of blood and immune cells for transplants simply by reprogramming a patient's own skin cells. Wow. Mm. The research reported in the journal Nature holds out enormous promise for developing personalized treatments for blood disorders, drug screening, and reducing shortages of donated blood. Wow. It just sounds so good to be true. Mm Mm-hmm. Dr. Roy Hachichi (laughs) Sugamura, that's how you pronounce his name. I called and asked. He's of Boston Children's Hospital. Said, this gives us the potential to have a limitless supply of blood, stem cells, and blood. By taking cells from universal donors, this could potentially augment the blood supply for patients who need transfusions. Hmm. Who's the universal donor?
0: The universal donors are those with negative zero blood, oh. you know, that blood because that AB stuff and yeah. that's oh. who they are. But you know, it's interesting that he works in a children's hospital.
1: Yes. I caught that. Yuck. Yes. That is interesting. Uh-huh. And perhaps those are the universal donors because exactly. last week we talked about that young blood. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know, yeah. Life's in the blood, the young blood. Uh, he goes on, he says, These steps opens up an opportunity. Take sales from patients with genetic blood disorders. Use gene editing to correct a genetic defect and make functional blood cells. Mm. They're going to fix it, man. They're going to fix it. For patients receiving treatment for cancer, blood disorders, after accidents or during surgery or new mums who lose blood in childbirth, blood is an absolutely essential part of health care. But NHS Blood and Transplant, the service which collects, tests, and processes blood for hospitals across England, says that while hospitals have the blood needed to treat patients, there's a need for more, more new donors. Don't
0: want to do that.
1: Yes. Since human embryonic stem cells were isolated in 1998, 1998. Scientists have been trying with little success to use them to make blood forming stem cells. Mm. But in the new research, the Boston team started with embryonic stem cells that exposed them to a chemical soup, mm. yep. which triggered their transformation into a tissue, which eventually makes blood stem cells. So so they did it.
0: Wow. Well, you know, I praise the Lord because, you know, I've had... Um... I've been to the hospital and whatnot, but that I've never had to have blood transfusion.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. I know (laughs) (laughs) what comes with that stuff. Yeah. Especially when you're not, you know, covered, protected, Mm -hmm. you don't, you know, realize stuff. When the tissue was transplanted in mice, new blood cells were created in the animals. This work is the culmination of over 20 years of striving. Dr. George Daly Said that, and he, guess what? He, he also heads the research lab in Boston. Guess where?
0: Children's Hospital. The Children's Hospital. Stem cell program. Mm. See? It's...
1: And he's the dean of Harvard Medical School. Yeah. That's interesting. Both Horisha uh, Mukumuki and George Daly both work in children's hospitals. Mm. Yeah. And they're talking about stem cells and creating blood. He says, we're tantalizing close to generating bona fide human blood stem cells in a
2: dish. Mm.
1: Wow. Oh, that's my dog. The scientists led by somebody else in New York converted cells lining blood vessels into immature blood stem cells, which then finished developing after being transplanted into a layer of umbilical cord tissue. That's nasty. Sounds uh, delicious. But you know, when when I was reading this also, the other thing is, is like we talked about last week with the young blood life is in the blood. Life Mm -hmm. is in the blood. That means life is there. Something lives in there. One of the four things that Gentiles were told not to do was to eat the blood as well as to not eat things strangled. And of course, my opinion always been that when the, 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 the strangulation occurs, whatever's in there doesn't come out through the breath. Mm -hmm. Like the pigs that, that Christ cast into the, the sea from the Dem- demoniac man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's another, it's another show. And, uh, the worship of idols and of course, sexual impurity, those four things they were told to stay away from, to abstain from. And that life is in the blood. I mean, if so, if you have sexual immorality, you're going to get things transferred to you from you know, the bodily fluids from the blood. Mm. Of course, if you eat the blood, You know, that's the same thing. Things sacrificed to idols and stuff. So now you have this stem cell uh, research, uh, these labs that are hoping to create human blood uh, out of the lab. Now, what's going to give it its life? That's the question. Mm
2: -hmm. I don't have
1: the answer to that. I could suspect what it might be. But we're already so demonized, it's hard to imagine being more demonized. But believe me, it's going to be a whole lot more demonized. This is nothing. This yeah. is just the birth pangs. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's
0: scary. Yeah.
1: When you I, put it that way. I want to be long gone when it all hits the fan. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to be here. One way or another, either the rapture happens or I get hit by a bus or have a heart attack or something. But I don't want to be here. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's going to be really, 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 really bad. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, just you know, having your eyes open and seeing the stuff you see, you just, you can only take so much.
0: Yeah. Uh, very true.
1: Very, very true. I always sigh at the end of this show. I always let out a big sigh. I always go, ah, you know, cause I guess I'm, it's, I'm glad it's over and it's just looking at ugliness. Shall we say goodnight?
0: Sure. <laughs> Ciao baby.